Monday morning, and you know what that means, dreamers. Welcome back to the Isolation Station. Love. This is Doz Does Disney. I'm your host. It's me. It's me. It's the Doz. Landing the Doz Don't kicking your week off the right way with a little bit of Disney news coming out of the house of the mouse in Orlando, Florida. We're talking Walt Disney World. Hopefully, you and yours had a happy and safe Thanksgiving. And getting back to the grind. We are now heading towards the end of the year, heading towards Christmas, heading towards 2023 coming up over the horizon. Can't believe that's happening. So everybody get ready ready to hear Mariah Carey uh, just ad nauseum, but we're not here to talk about Mariah Carey. Some big news happened coming out of the house of the mouse this past week, um, kind of around this time last week, as a matter of fact, dropped overnight seven days ago. So uh, I'm going to just kind of cut to the chase. This is a big deal. I'm bringing on my friend and yours, my co-host, my tag team partner. You know her, you love her. Follow her on her socials. It's Steffers. That's actually her social on Twitter's. It's Steffers! Steffers, welcome back, my friend. How you doing? I'm doing good, Landon, but we're gonna have to, we're gonna need to discuss your isolation station of whatever, because last week you got in trouble. So we really need to make it clear <laughs> that you're not think we have to, we have to discuss this yes but yes. like later mm-hmm. yeah yeah we'll we'll discuss that later but uh, despite what a secret sound may or may not have said i am not single i i, I am not though the isolation station of love is just part of my fun branding and, and, and it's a fun gimmick and a shout out to a uh, mystery science theater 3000 but we like i said we do have some big news to talk about it's so big as a matter of fact we're I I broke out some folding chairs in the isolation station of love because we have an additional special guest at the virtual table here in the isolation station of love. I I think he's special. I sent out the call because this is something big to talk about. So big time news requires a big time guest, a big time get. He's my friend in yours. He is the pod father of this entire endeavor. Welcome back, my friend, Justin freaking Monorail. Jay, welcome back. How you doing, buddy? Happy belated Thanksgiving, by the way. Yes, happy Thanksgiving. Um, Landon, I hate to start the show this way, but, uh, and I really didn't want to do it here in such a public forum, but I'm here for a reason today, and that is to let you know that you're being let go, and I'm stepping back in as the host of this show. Really? Yes. Um, I'm sorry to share it. And I, and I know, you know, don't kill the messenger here. I, this was, it was a decision made overnight. Um, I was contacted by Steffers. She said, she said Mm -hmm. she'd had enough. (laughs) The decisions you've made on this show have really not gone well. And, and I'm here to write the ship, but only, only for the next two episodes. And then I'm out of here. Okay. All right. Um, (laughs) um, I'm kind of taken aback, uh, shocked, but uh, if I can get a $20 million golden parachute exit deal, I'll I'll be okay with this. We can offer you $10 and a gift card I was thinking two gold stars. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? Um, I'll take eat it. Fresh. Yeah. Sub- Subway, eat fresh. Yeah. Uh, well, I uh, I look forward to reading your leaked email uh, you send out to cast members and other uh, employees uh, by so me. Uh, uh, Scott just... Gustin later uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, later this morning on uh, Twitter. That's, it's just uh... going to be a text to Steffers, and I'm just going to say, uh, Steffers, I'm I'm glad to be back. And listen, I want you to know I care about you and your well being, and uh, you know I'm I'm here for a good time, but not a long time. So let's do this thing. <laughs> And I'm going to give him his ceremonial cardigan 
in celebration of this moment. I did think it was weird when you showed up wearing a cardigan. That should have been my first uh, first first hint. Something was up, but uh, yeah, we've uh, made reference to it. Um, uh, Jay is joining us to talk about the big piece of news. Of course, I'm talking about Figment wearing his ugly Christmas sweater in uh, uh, in Epcot again. It is Hooray! not ugly, for the record. I know that that's like the term, but it's a really dapper sweater. I don't know. I, would like I wouldn't one. wear that sweater. I think it's I, ugly. It's cute what? on him. It's cute on Figment. It's not. That's, it's that's not my style. Disrespectful. It's <laughs> so disrespectful. It is so dapper. Like, look at the blues and the little sleeve mm-hmm. cuffs and the folded. Is that folded collar vibe with the zipper? Is that not folded? It's really I don't know. strange. It, it gives off a folded collar vibe, but it's a zipper. That's yeah. confusing. Well, it's fine. Like life is confusing. Figment is confused. Like I, doesn't you know, know how to feel. He's not wearing pants. Point. He, he, is the, he is the absolute like incarnation of imagination. So I guess you can imagine a folded collar with a zipper if and, you and, want and to. And Jay, let's, let's be honest. I've seen some of the uh, stuff you have purchased and then worn. So uh, you would most definitely uh, wear that and then uh, wear it proudly, I might add. So uh, don't don't lie to yourself or the listeners. Uh, yeah, I think we just need a whole lounge set. I think we need the jacket vibe and mm-hmm. the pants. And I think you would wear it, Justin, at that point. Ooh, a pass holder lounge set. I'm in. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or maybe maybe like a onesie situation. I like a onesie, too. I do that. If Now, if they could turn this figment sweater into a onesie, I'm in. I'm in. And and you know they would charge you like 134.95 for it and and people would line up outside of Epcot's entrance to buy that thing. <laughs> That's true. Oh my gosh, imagine if they did a, a Figment popcorn bucket part 2 but he was in the Christmas sweater. I mean, who says oh they won't? God. That would break the internet. Oh my, it really would. The wow. internet's already broken. Like, yeah, let's be honest. It's that's crumbling true. to pieces. People don't mm-hmm. know where to go, who to see. Like, what is Hive? I don't know, but it's a new thing. Are we on Mastodon, Mastodon now? Mastodon, yeah. I don't, Tumblr's back. I don't, like, everything is just, there's, um. You can, go, you can go join Mastodon. I'm joining Sabertooth Tiger. Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shout out and rest in peace to the Green Ranger. Oh, yeah. Sad. Yeah, we'll say it at the end of the episode. Mental health is very important. Take care of yourself. But uh, yeah, um, uh, Disney decided to replace one Bob with another at the uh, top of the, uh, I guess, castle, so to speak. Um, it went down kind of in the middle of the night last week. Uh, literally in the middle of the night. Uh, Disney decided to relieve, now at this point, former CEO Bob Chapik of his responsibilities effective immediately and brought back now currently, but at the time, former CEO Bob Iger. Is anybody else confused? Because this is the timeline of how it went down. According to reports, I believe it was the Wall Street Journal put this out there. Disney's board of executives reached out to Iger on a Friday night to offer him this spot to come back to. Iger reached out to them on Saturday to accept. Sunday, shortly before they let the public, or Iger let the public know, or cast members know, and then cast members let the public know uh, that Iger was returning. The board of directors 
let Chapik know he was being released again, effective immediately to the point that uh, he was going to be on stage with Elton John to introduce him because you have to remember last week, Elton John's uh, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road tour streamed on Disney Plus and there were reports that Chapik was in Los Angeles, was going to be on stage and was going to introduce Elton John as part of the show. Uh, quickly, those plans obviously changed, but that's how fast this all went down. Now, clearly there had been some talks behind the scenes, but for the initial like, like pin to paper offer, 72 hours, it looks like, at least according to reports for Disney to replace embattled now former CEO Bob Chapik with former now current CEO Bob Iger. Um, if you've listened to this podcast before, you know I, you know Steffers, if you've listened to Jay's podcast, both iterations, um, he and guests have had issues with some of the decisions that Bob Chapik has made over his run as CEO of Disney. But I gotta say, I am stunned that Disney pulled the trigger, especially right now, because if you remember over the summer, the board of directors gave him a two-year extension to his current deal. So, um, guys, holy crap. Um, where were y'all when, when you found out this news? What are your thoughts? Uh, what do you want to see happen now? Because, um, Iger, he's here, but, um, he ain't here for a long time. Iger signed up for a two-year run as the CEO of Disney. So it's it's kind of being viewed as him steadying the ship, so to speak. Yeah, well, I can tell you where I was. I was receiving a text message from Steffers because I had no idea it happened. And so it was a, she, she didn't even send a leak or anything. It was really just an inappropriate comment that was like, guys, have you seen this? And I, and I said, what, what is happening? So I, of course, immediately jumped on the social media and I was like, what? Is this real? I thought I thought it was fake. Honestly, mm -hmm. I thought it was fake. Mostly because, I mean, just like you said, Chapik just got extended. He got a raise. Like, this blindsided me. I'm mm -hmm. sure it didn't blindside me as much as it did Chapik, but my <laughs> goodness, I did not see it coming. And I will say this. Um, people probably would have expected, if you have listened to me talk about Bob Chapik in the past, to like dance on his grave um, when this happened. But really, I, look, I don't want people to get fired. I don't want people to lose their jobs. I, I just like to use Chapik as a whipping boy. And now I'm worried, who am I gonna blame for all the bad stuff that happens in the parks? Because <laughs> we know I ain't blaming daddy tomorrow. That's not happening. Um, I need a new scapegoat. Well, well, I'm sure a new scapegoat will present itself, but uh, don't cry for, uh, Bob Chapik too much, Jay, because he uh, I made reference to a $20 million golden parachute uh, a little bit earlier. Yeah, that is that is what he's being oh, given. Um, he was fired effective immediately, like shown the door, get out. Here's your here's your stuff. But Disney is going to give him $20 million oh, with the stuff that they're giving him. So uh, that's a nice place to land for sure. Yeah, yeah. But still, Bobby but still. Chapsticks uh, will not be uh, uh, suffering financially. Oh, so I know. Well, Steffers, how did you get the news? Because I mean, obviously, yeah. you were the, you were the <laughs> the messenger for me. Yeah, you I were the one that broke it to Jay and then broke it to me. It's like like 
I was I was already in bed when when this news broke. So it's like I woke up the next morning with enough text and notifications <laughs> on my phone. Hand to God, my first thought was, "Oh God, who died?" Hmm. I really thought somebody died just based on how many texts and notifications I had. So, um, this is one of those moments where. I happen to be at the right place at the right time. So I actually have Twitter notifications on for like a handful of people. And one of the people is uh, Tim Tracker. And I got a notification that said directed by M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> so <laughs> then I clicked it and I saw the headline and I was like, wait, hold on. So I just screenshotted it and sent it to you guys because uh, or I don't even know who I said. I don't know. I just posted it everywhere. I was like, what's happening? Everything's on fire. World help. Yeah, I, it, was, it was just a lot. I was overwhelmed, and not necessarily a bad way. And if you listen to the secret sound, it's really not in a bad way. But uh, <laughs> no, I mean, me and my friend Angie were just going back and forth. Like we were shocked. We were like, "Is this real? What's happening? Who 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 done it?" Who did? <laughs> well, it's it, it's it's funny you ask who done it because apparently there was there was kind of an uprising or an. Uh, or a mutiny uh, with some of the executives inside the uh, Disney board of directors, it, uh, because at least according to uh, two reports uh, from the Financial Times and then corroborated by CNBC, uh, you remember uh, Disney CFO Christine McCarthy, the one that uh, was was kind of fat shaming guests oh. uh, <laughs> uh, 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 not too long ago. She was one of these senior executives who, uh, according to reports, uh, led a rebellion. Uh, because uh, apparently Chapik was going to kind of scapegoat her for uh, for some uh, bad fourth quarter filings, and uh, and she caught wind of this and decided to uh, cut old Bobby Chaps off at the knees. Mm. Yeah, I mean that doesn't excuse the, the fat shaming though. No, no, it doesn't. Just it, wanna... it, it doesn't. Just want to put that out there. Well, but, um, no, it also sort of reinforces the fact that she might not be the best person in the world. Jay, yeah. you were looking for a scapegoat. I mean, there I, you I, go. There oh, you go. There I, you go. I got it. I got yeah. it now. Yeah. But I, I do feel weird sort of going after any woman in a leadership position as a white American man. So I'm not going to do that. <laughs> um, I need another Bobby Chapstick, please. Um, well, uh, going back to the reports from the uh, Financial Times, the campaign to overthrow Chapik uh, began this summer with multiple executives approaching the Disney Board of Directors with complaints about Chapik's ability to lead. Financial Times went on to name McCarthy specifically, citing three sources, and then CNBC again mirrored the reporting, citing two people familiar with the matter, saying that McCarthy was involved. So, yeah. So I, I want to say this about Chapit, because look, I, I get it. You know, we've talked about it on podcasts in the past. We've we've come to know that Disney's in the business of making money. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is something we've sort of learned recently, just recently. Um, <laughs> and and also they got to watch their expenses, just like any any other company. And at the end of the day, they're a publicly traded company. They've got to act in a way that is responsible for the shareholders. So I think tough decisions have to be made. Tough decisions usually, not always, but usually are directed from the top. Um, and and Chapik was a guy who, uh, he did have to navigate a, an unprecedented time for the company coming through a global pandemic and, you know, trying to reshape 
their uh, the entertainment side with the streaming platform, and and there was a lot of things going on, and and while. I didn't love a lot of the change at the parks, and I stand by the fact that I feel like you're getting less value for more money at the Disney parks. I also understand they're making choices in what they think is the best interest of making you know the company the most profitable. Okay, I get all that, but my problem with Chapik is always he's he just doesn't have like any kind of soft touch at all. Like he he seemed in, like unhuman sometimes, and and it would be reinforced when you'd see him in an interview. And, and he would say things that other people could say, but he would say them and the internet would explode. Like deciding that, oh, Bob Chapik doesn't think adults like to watch animation. Like, first of all, he didn't say that. But the way he says things just rub people the wrong way. And, and it was reinforced by some of these articles that you're referencing because a lot of the company felt like Bob Chapik just didn't have empathy. He didn't have empathy for the cast members. He didn't have empathy for the corporate, you know, cast members or the, you know, across across any of the divisions. And he just had difficulty, like, in these interviews. He was no Walt. He was no Bob. I he was no Eisner. Like he these was guys, no Josh tomorrow. No Josh tomorrow. He, which by the way, I get it. He makes tough choices too. But I've always said, but he'll do it, and ha and I'll smile about it, and I'll hand him money and shake his hand and thank him for it because that's how he delivers things. Um, and so it, I, I feel sort of validated because I was like, wow, I guess I was picking up on that. I've never interacted with Bob Chapik, but I picked up on that just through the interviews, the things I saw of him and what I heard that this dude just he didn't know how to connect with people. And I think that was ultimately a big part of what made it easier for him to be the, the target of this mutiny at the end of the day. I have a conspiracy theory, but I agree with everything Justin said. Ooh, I also have a conspiracy theory, but I also agree with everything that Jay said. He doesn't have that finesse. He doesn't have that touch that you need to be the public face of a corporation, of an organization, particularly one like Walt Disney. I mean, like like I, I said, he's no Josh tomorrow. And it's like, like, I'm not one of these daddy tomorrow people like I think Jay might be or some people out there on the internet might be. But it's like, I mean, even in the layoffs that happened during the pandemic, I mean, we heard the stories. It's like, like, yeah, tomorrow was part of the decision to lay these cast members off. But we also heard the stories that he was out there hugging them, crying with them as they're leaving the parks. And it's like, I mean, yeah, he. I just said he was part of that decision making, mm. but at the same time, he has that empathy where it's like, I mean, like, 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 Bob Chapik was looking like a like a cosplaying Obadiah Stane guy, like, like, like just just this this non feeling individual, kind of going yeah. back to what Jay was saying. But I, like, like that was one of the issues. But there was some uh, some things that were rubbing people the wrong way. Other than that, particularly when it comes to Bob Iger, but Steffers, I want to hear your conspiracy theory that I want to throw mine out there. And then we'll talk about what was rubbing one Bob the wrong way when it came to the other Bob. So my conspiracy theory is our buddy Iger, God bless him, love that man, and his cardigans. So he was like, I don't want to deal with it. I'm like short forming this. Don't come at me. This is just me talking. So he was like, I don't want to deal with the pandemic. So I'm going to slip out but listen, I'm going to stay on the board over here, do my own little thing in the corner while homie Chapstick over here takes the fall for all this shit. I mean stuff because I can't curse. It's a family podcast. So then 
the pandemic is is going 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 and we're on an uphill back to to you know quote unquote normal whatever the heck and everybody's pissed off a chapstick and it's like all right we're through with this guy reel me back in folks put me back in coach like i'm ready he left a foot in the door y'all like i don't people can just take a, a retirement package and leave and be done with it the man stayed on the board i feel like this was his plan all along i mean maybe not in this way but i think he was always in the back of his mind like i'm not really done with you yet so i think this was his master plan all along and these two years someone it could be daddy tomorrow but it depends on if they move daddy tomorrow into a different role to kind of groom him and do the things to make him the new the new dude you know what i'm saying like it very well could be someone completely random and not daddy tomorrow so Keep that in mind, two people. Like it's not, it's not set in stone, but it's all. This is all part of a bigger plan. See, I feel like there could very well be something to that because, I mean, they. One of the reasons that they're bringing Bob Iger back to the table is to find and groom the next CEO that's going to step in behind him. Didn't he do that with Bobby Chapstick? Yep. Like, yes, Chapstick. but he probably knew he couldn't handle this whole. Like, I think that he well, like knew that he uh, wasn't quite there. I that. know, but I I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like the message we were giving uh, given as the public was this was someone that was groomed and developed by Iger, which is why Iger delayed his retirement to help like ease him into the role initially. But that was what we were told. But the real story, because everybody knew this was going to go bad. And we're all going to get rid of Chapstick after this. He'll make all the changes we don't want to say, like, our hands will be clean. And then we get rid of him. Iger's back in. Then we really pick the next guy. Yeah, because, like, going back to your point, like, it's very much like, hey, you can tell me, like, my goldfish died. But if you have a smile and, like, compassion and you're just, like, making me feel loved and supported, I'll, like, okay, cool. Like, I'll be okay with it. I think I'm just saying... He's here to hold our hands through this quote-unquote not difficult time because nobody liked Chapstick because that's the narrative and that's just the way they knew he wasn't going to be compassionate. I, He groomed him for how long? He probably got the vibe. Like when you're working, when you start a new job, you're like, huh, I don't like that person. That person just doesn't vibe, doesn't have like the team mm -hmm. mentality, whatever. You know, they're yeah. like, oh, yeah. I'm planting that seed and I'm going to let it grow some roots and then I'm going to rip it out. It's interesting baby. that you threw that out there because I was going to say the cynical part in me wants to say that Bob Chapik was set up to be the fall guy because look at the timeline when Iger stepped down. It was at the end of February 2020. Bob Chapik takes over beginning of March 2020. What comes knocking on the shores of the United States right around that time? Coronavirus. Mm -hmm. But... Disney is an is a global company. They were very much aware what the pandemic world was going to look like because they have dealings in China where it, they very much were dealing with the coronavirus. So again, I was going to say the cynic in me was going to set it up that way, but I don't know. There really could be some smoke to the fire that they really did make Chapik to be the fall guy. Like Iger saw the writing on the wall. He was going to get out of the way, let Chapik take over. Iger's going to ride off into the sunset. And like Jay said, he can make all the unpopular decisions and their hands will be crystal clean. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because now Iger they're going to work to fix it. Mm -hmm. But I, I do think Iger, fix there it. are reports 
thoughts that Iger was uh, swinging for the fences in his time away from Disney. I mean, he he was still dealing with Disney uh, stuff, not to the degree he was when he was the CEO in his previous run. I mean, like uh, there are some reports he was possibly looking at a presidential run in 2024. There are reports that he was looking to buy an NBA franchise, but once those kind of floundered, um, he knew he could always come back to the house of the mouse and he had the perfect spot to slide right back into because his fall guy, if he was designed to be a fall guy, was failing just like he was designed to. Okay, but then here is the second part that's maybe not confirmed in my conspiracy theory. Yes, Disney's a huge, huge company, whatever. Where did this $20 million severance package come from? Like, yo, you had to plan. Like, you don't just throw $20 million overnight at somebody. Like, you have to, like, you have to build it up. You have to have that little, oh, a little well, scapegoat Disney's pile. Disney's got cash. Mm-hmm. Disney's Does got it, cash. though? Does yes. it, though? Because you keep hiking up prices, Disney. Disrespect. Anyway, no, they, they definitely think, do. But yeah, I know what you mean. I think what? like mm-hmm. he had a foot, like being on the board, like he knew that they had that money, but also I think like scapegoat JPEG. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, and the Wall Street Journal was, was again, citing sources, you know, sources. There there had been some tension between Iger, JPEG, and then those within Disney. And it all kind of started going back to the beginning of the pandemic, talking about those layoffs of the cast members. Uh, Chapik wanted to lay off the cast members before the CARES Act was in place. Now, you remember the CARES Act was was uh, was from the government that really impacted those that had to be laid off because of the pandemic, particularly those in the entertainment industry. Iger uh, wanted to get those cast members as much help as they could. Iger won that fight. That really rubbed Chapik the wrong way, but also that rubbed Iger the wrong way that Chapik didn't want to help and take care of the cast members. Um, Iger also did not like how Bob Chapik publicly handled the don't say gay legislation in Florida. If you remember, he was very publicly silent until cast members really started to push for him to come out and say something. Chapik would eventually make a U-turn on his initial position and um, his second try was better, but then again, when your first try was do nothing, your second try is going to be better by default, but that's not to say it went over well. So there was some tension, even even referencing what we talked about previously with uh, with the CFO, Christine McCarthy, kind of leading a leading a insurrection, uh, an uprising against Chapik. So um, this was some Game of Thrones sh- y'all that went down in the board of directors over the ceo spot of uh disney and i mean like steffers is asking where did disney get the 20 million to show bob chapik the door i mean when whenever you whenever you fire somebody and they have a contract like that there is going to be a buyout so lawyers are going to find the money but at the same time it's like part of the reason chapik was fired uh was that fourth quarter earning uh that got put out there i mean you might remember a couple weeks ago it's like uh what Jim Cramer on Mad Money on CNBC was was talking about how poorly the Disney stock had performed and was publicly saying that Bob Chapik needs to be shown the door. Lo and behold, two weeks later, he is. But I mean, like um, talking about the Disney Plus streaming platform, I love it. You love it. It's it, it, In my opinion, it is the best streaming service to sign up for. And numbers prove that others agree. It has 235 million subscribers. But it lost $1.5 billion. And that was part of that fourth quarter earning report. So, I mean, 
Like, like there's, there's, there's some money that, that needs to be made for Disney. So, um, even though he might've been, not been the most popular person at the end of the day, like Jay was talking about, Disney is a profit deal. Disney does care about its stock. Disney does care about the bottom line. And when, when you have a fourth quarter report, like Bob Chapik had to put out to the public, when you do have a stock that is performing, like it did that Bob Chapik has to answer for, eventually your neck is going to be on that line. And we saw it last week. Bob Chapik is now the former CEO of the Walt Disney World Corporation. Yeah, another thing to think about, too, is Iger is coming back in at a time where there's still a lot of uncertainty about what's going to happen with the Reedy Creek Improvement District. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, that thing. And if you remember, that was sort of kicked off when Chapik did reverse his position on the Don't Say Gay bill. Um, that's really when DeSantis sort of like doubled down on we're getting rid of this. It, it, Disney doesn't need to be its own governing body and have so much control. And that tax money belongs to Florida and all this kind of stuff. Um, of course, that hasn't really gone very far, but it's still out there right now. I think there's a lot to unravel if they actually do end up um, dissolving the Reedy Creek Improvement, Improvement District. That's easy for me to say. <laughs> but I wonder because that never came up when Iger was CEO. And I just wonder if maybe, what's his relationship with DeSantis like? And is that something that he could smooth over, over the next couple of years? Um, well, and, and it's interesting because Iger, he clearly didn't like how Chapik handled the don't say gay legislation. And Iger, you would think would be more in support of, of stopping something like that. And you bring up Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSantis. I mean, that train is picking up more steam heading towards what seems like a 2024 presidential run. Mm -hmm. Is DeSantis going to double down and pound his chest again to say to his base, I'm still going after quote unquote woke Disney. So yeah. it, it will be interesting to see now with Bob Iger at the helm of Disney, what's going to happen with a, with, with a politician like Ron DeSantis, who in theory could have a bigger platform than just the state of Florida. For sure, yeah. And and I think all I'm really trying to say there is, I just wonder, you know, Iger probably has a much longer, probably more complicated relationship with dealing with DeSantis. I, I'm not saying they're best buddies or anything. I just wonder if, you know, him coming back in, being that stable voice with the experience, navigating mm. political issues in Florida, is it something that he can somehow either delay until DeSantis is no longer the governor of Florida or, you know, just handle it so it so that the Reedy Creek Improvement District district ends up staying intact. I don't know. I just think it's something to to consider. Well, and I'll be honest, like in, in all this shakeup, that is that is something that kind of out of sight, out of mind when it comes to that whole situation. So I'm glad you did bring that up. And talking on 2024 when DeSantis may or may not still be the governor of Florida, we're not going to talk politics here i'm just using that as a time frame. Yeah. 2024 that is that is when Iger's second run of being disney's ceo as of now is scheduled to come to an end because Iger's only signing up for a two-year run as ceo so that's already led to speculation after he does you know put his hand on the ship on on the wheel of the ship to kind of steady it in these choppy financial waters 
who is going to be there to take over. A New York Times article has already singled out two people. We've already made reference to one of them. Your your mileage may vary, beloved Daddy tomorrow, Disney Parks Chairman Josh tomorrow, and the other one being Disney General Entertainment Chairman Dana Walden. Uh, the New York Times article says, quote, both executives could be groomed into chief executive material, but both were not quite ready yet, according to sources. And again, it's like, Steffers pointed out, it's like, well, and Jay pointed out, it's like Chapik was handpicked by Iger to replace him, but this same article from the New York Times points out that Iger would reportedly go on to call appointing Chapik, quote, one of his worst business decisions. Hmm. So now Iger gets a do-over, and I think somebody like Iger, probably not going to screw something up this big twice. Yeah, you usually don't get two shots at something like this. I. I would imagine that there will be more care um, involved here. And maybe now, after this failed quote unquote experiment, if it wasn't just the behind the back conspiracy <laughs> that, <laughs> that Iger was working all along, he probably has a, uh, maybe a little better idea of like what are some of the really important characteristics for a person to put in this position. Right? Mm -hmm. I'm hoping anyway. It's, it's definitely going to be interesting to see what happens. Well, in the short term, and in the long term, and I guess talking short term and long term, what are some things that y'all are wanting to see change specifically in the parks? Since this is a podcast that focuses on the Walt Disney World Resort theme parks, because it's like, like I'll just say off the top, I hope Iger makes an announcement eight o'clock this morning, rolls up behind a podium, says, yo, theme park reservations, get them the hell out of here. I, I doubt it he'll say it just like that, but but I would love for him to do that and get rid of that. Because if you've listened to this podcast, you know I hate theme park reservations. And, and I would imagine Jay being a local, you'd probably be okay with them getting rid of that as well. Because you being a local, that kind of takes away some of the spontaneity of being like, okay, I got a couple hours to kill. It's like, let's just head over to Hollywood Studios or let's, 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 let's head to Epcot and get dinner. At, where with the current system, it's like, let's check and see park reserve. Oh, wait, park says it's full. We can't. Yeah. That would be great. I'd be, I would be a fan. I don't, I don't think it's going to be as clean cut as that. I, I think I have read some rumors a little bit about like, if it goes away, it may just be for like ticketed day guests, but annual pass holders still have to make a reservation, which I would not be thrilled about, but we'll see. I, it, I mean, on a wish list for sure, that would be on the wish list. Yeah. I, well, I they that'd be number one. started the one day ticket, um, one day ticket automatically reserves your thing because it was yeah. park park specific. Yeah, that is true. So I don't think that it's too too far. I highly doubt. Like I don't think it would happen in the next year because I think they've already announced that park reservations are staying through 2023. So I feel like that would be like a 2024 thing if that were to. I mean, I guess they can change it anytime. But hey, we got a cool but. new CEO, Disney. Come on, come quote, on. Quote unquote new. Quote unquote new. <laughs> Um, I'd just like to see some consistency with annual pass, um, sales. I know the price won't go down at all, but I, I mean, like sell them. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't understand. I mean, I understand, but I mean, I don't understand. Please just sell them. I don't, I just think it's not fair for the people who would get more value out of becoming a pass holder. Like I just, I'm all about the money, you know what I'm saying? And the value of spending said money. Yeah. I think that would be cool. That like, be I don't cool. think that they're, I don't foresee any huge 
like changes, but I can see things becoming more available, maybe. More, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like we might get like annual pass sales back, but I, I don't think any like uh, procedural changes will happen. At least not immediately because, well, time. Time. I, for me, I think right off the top, you could make an easy change. Just get rid of the park hopping rule. Like, get rid of that two o'clock park hopping rule. It just doesn't yeah. make any sense. Mm -hmm. it's, yeah, it, it's, I agree. Sort, it's sort of a worthless thing. Just get rid of it. Um, and then I'll be honest, if I was, if I'm swinging for the fences, Genie Plus has got to go. G Genie Plus. Oh, I would love that. Genie Plus. Swing I for mean, those fences, my friends. Swing if you for just them. talk, if you just talk to any, especially casual guests that go to Disney, um, Genie Plus is more of a problem than it is a help. I, you know, like it, it it's hard to understand. It doesn't work well. Um, and people don't feel like they get the value for it. And now you've got the dynamic pricing with the Genie Plus and the Lightning Lanes. Like, it's just, mm -hmm. I mean, it, it feels you're nickel and diming us, and it's a system that doesn't even work. And by the way, let me just tell you this. So on the day that I finally convinced Casey to go to theme parks with me, um, we did Animal Kingdom in the morning, and then we hopped to Epcot. And I wanted to make sure that we had the best day ever, so I bought individual Lightning Lane for Cosmic Rewind. And when we got there... Um, it was time our window was open like we walked right in but the ride broke down and we were stuck in in the queue for probably I'm gonna say 30 maybe 45 minutes there was no announcement we didn't know what was happening we just know when we first got there the line seemed short and then all of a sudden like it started piling up behind us and I started thinking what if the ride goes down for like First of all, they ought to give updates, which they weren't doing. Like, tell us this is a temporary thing or, or like, whatever. Like, just give us some information, which they were not doing. There's an then animal the on the path. Yeah. The other thing <laughs> is I should, I paid for this, right? I paid for mm -hmm. quick access to get in here and get on the ride. I should be able to leave and come back anytime after that. If, if there's some sort of a delay like that, because when you plan out your lightning lanes it's all about like well i'm doing it at this time because either i've got a reservation for something else or a dinner reservation or i'm meeting somebody like it helps you to plan your day well now all of a sudden i'm 30 45 minutes behind for something i paid 15 dollars a piece for you know and so i don't know like that system it just feels like disney's like well if you want it you pay for it and yeah if it works it works and they don't really I, care care i very much understand what they were trying to do with it and like the theory of it could work but yeah I don't I don't like how now it's like $30 per person for one like that just seems a little and then in addition the individual lightning lane rides on top of what you're paying for Genie Plus though I will say it's like on her trip down the smoking hot girlfriend on their day in Hollywood Studios their best day in on their trip was in Hollywood Studios and she does credit the time and fun they had a lot of that to Genie Plus so I mean, the majority of what I hear with people and their experience is what you're saying, Jay, with Genie Plus, but there are some out there that they can see through the matrix and make it work for them. Um, and I personally would love to see them go back to uh, go back to the fast pass system we had before the world caught fire because it worked for me and 
well, it worked for me. I was able to uh, get that floating uh, uh, fast pass and stuff like that. But also it's like, like, in, in that fabled uh, uh, fourth quarter uh, report that ended up costing uh, uh, Bobby Chapsticks his job, they, and even even financial reports before that, they keep pointing to Genie Plus. It's like, look at all this money it's making us. So it's like, like that's that's one of the things that's like not a, not a lot of overhead they got to put into it that Disney is just getting money for free practically. Well, I mean, it was a huge investment to build, and yes. I'm sure there's some maintenance yes. involved. But at the same time, it's just it's sort of like those barges. I don't care how much it took to build. <laughs> get rid of it. Up the bar- uh, and, and, and let me guess, that's going to be your next thing. You want Iger to blow up the barges. Yeah. Yeah, if he could do that, that <laughs> solidifies his legacy. <laughs> Not saying I don't like Harmonious. I hate the barges. He just hates the barges, definitely. Okay, but how would you get the experience of Harmonious without the barges? Please advise. All you have to do is, first of all, they don't. Um, they don't work during the day, right? They're not. They're not working fountains during the this day. This is a genuine question. I'm not coming Why at did you Justin. Get him I just. I just want to oh, know. Like, no. I feel like the the experience of harmonious with the screen. Like, I feel like you get the whole thing with the with the barges and the screens. So okay, no, no, I can make this. I can make it quick because I think that if you had instead gone with like a wonderful world of color approach, like the you've got like build the fountain infrastructure under the water and you can make the water screens you can do a lot of that stuff um that way i the little side taco barges i'll be honest i don't think they add a ton to the show other than i know that stuff comes off of them like they shoot fireworks out but you could do that from lower lower infrastructure or just make barges that float out at showtime that can do similar things like you could modify it in a way that you don't have these big monstrosities out in the water all day long which should have been thought about from the very start. But it wasn't for, for some reason. And I, I think Harmonious is a good show, but I just think there are other ways that you could do it. And there you could make an even better show if I wasn't mad about the barges all day long. That's fair. Uh, I, just, I mean, he's, you know. he's, he's not wrong. He's not. I just <laughs> wanted to genuinely, like, that's a very good point. You could just project on water like most parks do. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Yeah, you, oh, well, I didn't even say Universal, but credit to Universal. That's what they do for their shows, right? Mm-hmm. And and it is a very cool effect. The first time I saw it, I was I was genuinely blown away and and super impressed by what Universal did pull off with their with their projection onto their water screens. Yeah, so. Fantasmic does it. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Um. Uh. Do you think we'll see anything done with the price creep we've seen in? the parks when it comes just across the board to get into the parks, to get food in parks, uh, merchandise in parks, merchandise experiences like Sabi's, because I have seen reports that Iger, that's that's another thing that has irked him is what seems like the constant price creep. Do you think we'll see anything done with that? I, I don't think so. I, I think the price... I don't think you roll back prices once they get to a certain point, but maybe maybe we just don't see them increased at, at the rate that because I feel like multiple times a year we were seeing like menu price increases. We were seeing, you know, beverage price increases like it, it seemed like it was happening quite a bit and maybe it just slows down. I, I would really be shocked if, you know, all of a sudden Bob Iger comes in and it's like, let's slash prices. And I just don't think that's going to happen. Mm. If people are paying it, they're going to keep paying it then i mean we we see park uh being at or 
near capacity more often than not. So, I mean, people are still showing up even though they are complaining about the prices. So, I mean, yeah, that, that, that would make sense. But it does seem like we were seeing more frequently price increases on something. So, mm -hmm. so hopefully, hopefully you are right. Well, well, hopefully you're wrong and Iger does come in. It's like, hey, I'm super cool CEO guy. We're slashing prices. It, 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 it's a BOGO system. Buy one, get one. No, that's that's never going to happen. But hopefully you are right in the sense that we'll see it, a slow of the stabilizes. price. Yeah. Stabilizes. Yes, exactly. Kind of. I think I think it was Steffers that, that made the point. She wants to see some stability when it comes to the parks because it does mm -hmm. seem like no matter what it is, there's been some sort of uneasy feeling about something at the park ever since Chapik took over. Now that could be because, you know, that whole world being on fire as I wave my arms behind me, that very well could have played into it. And I mean, Chapik did take over at one hell of a time to take over a theme park. But at the same time, I'm very interested to see where Disney is going to be going with uh, Bob Iger returning for round two and who will take over after him. Uh, listeners, uh, let us know what you think, uh, A, of Iger returning to be CEO round two, what you want to see him do in his second run as the CEO, and uh, your thoughts of the Chapik reign as CEO. Get at us on the socials, at Does Does Disney, at Landaz, at It Steppers. What are you at, the PHL pod? Or Justin underscore monorail. That too. And uh, and 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 we'll 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 be there until Elon Musk burns down Twitter. But we do have a little. Or before we move on, do we have any final thoughts on Bob Chapik being out, Bob Iger being back in? Because like like ever since we've been doing a Disney podcast, other than the park shutting down because of the pandemic, this feels like the biggest piece of Disney news that that, that we've ever talked about. So I I I don't want us to move on if we have more to say on this. Ding dong, the chappy's gone. Can I say that? <laughs> Anything I was going to say does not top that. So we're let's move on out. And the only thing I have to say after that is I have to figure out how to get my uh, T Public store back up because I'm making that t shirt and stuff. <laughs> uh, okay. So, um, uh, we did kind of make reference to it at the uh, top of the show, jokingly. Uh, but we are in the uh, International Festival of the Holidays over at Epcot. So that means, uh, you know, Christmas decorations and some Christmas overlays are on some attractions. Notably, Figman is wearing his Steffers. It's just called an ugly sweater. Calm down. That's his name. Ugly Christmas sweater in Journey into Imagination with Figman. Um this debuted, what, a couple of years ago? Was it last year it made its debut? No, I think it was at least two years ago. Okay. Yeah, I think I think this is maybe season three of the holiday sweater. I, I, I oh, wait, uh, 2020 is when it debuted. So, so, uh, so yeah. yeah, so. Round it, three. It, yeah, it is a relatively new addition, but I do think it's cool. Um, um, and unlike Jay, I think I'm uh, bold enough to try and pull it off. And uh, if I did try and pull it off, I would look good in it. I just know I would. Well, and then 
You would look better once you pulled it off. Hey oh Yeah, I would lady wait, no, I can't make that joke. My, my my girlfriend would probably be upset if I made that joke. Uh but speaking of another attraction that does have an a Christmas overlay, of course, uh everybody's favorite ride in Epcot living with the land. They break out the Christmas lights. And if you've never been on the Christmas themed living with the land when it pulls into the into the greenhouse. Oh, it's so awesome. I, I I have like a nine minute video on my phone of me going through it and like, like just throughout the year, I'll, I'll just pull it up and just, just makes me smile. makes me feel good. Uh, highly recommended if you and your family find yourself in Epcot over Christmas time. First of all, you should always make time to, to go live with the land, but especially during Christmas time to go check that out. But a new addition when it comes to holiday or Christmas overlays is the Gardens of the Galaxy Cosmic rewind with their holiday remix that is now up and running with some quote unquote rocking christmas tunes and uh i've still yet to ride the cosmic rewind but i uh, can confirm through watching some videos it is not the christmas song that made its debut with the guardians uh holiday special that debuted on disney plus here recently like some myself included speculated it would be I think that was a good speculation. I'm shocked they didn't go that way. Me too. I, I really was, especially because the new song that James Gunn and crew made for uh, the Guardians holiday special. It's a really funny and and I, I have a feeling this is going to be a song that will make it in pretty much everybody's holiday uh, playlist from here going forward. If, if you have any form of sense of humor, it's, it's phenomenal. By the way, Guardians holiday remit or guard uh, Guardians holiday Christmas special on Disney plus two thumbs up. Highly recommend fun stuff. I've heard good things. I still need to check it out. I, I was actually going to ask if anybody had seen it. So Steffers, have you seen it? I haven't. Um, I do this thing where Disney will promote something and then they, I only see it once, so then I forget it exists. So then I thought about it yesterday because Funko came out with uh, holiday-themed um, Funko Pops to the Guardian, like, I guess in, in celebration of the holiday special, whatever it is. And the Groot one is very cute. So I was going to watch it yesterday, and then I forgot again. So here yeah, we are, like, another Groot's reminder. Like swole in, in, in the Guardian's Christmas uh, We are Groot. Special. Yeah, and, and, and Groot's been hitting the gym, y'all. Like, 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 he's thick. Is he going through his GTL phase right now? He's <laughs> total Jersey Shore Groot. <laughs> He was he he was doing the fist bump at, at one point, so that would explain <laughs> it. Um, uh, but uh, Disney describes the holiday remix: uh, deck the halls with the Guardians of the Galaxy, starting November twenty fifth. Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind at Epcot at Walt Disney World Resort will debut with a brand new rock and remix this holiday season. Guests preparing to save the galaxy themselves can experience an all new holiday song with a Guardians twist with this intergalactic chase through space and time now it says it's an all-new holiday song i'm gonna be honest the video that i heard it sounds like run run rudolph oh really i i didn't listen to it with yet more like a like like a like a rocking guitar riff behind it um it's also important to note that this new tune replaces uh september so you won't be able to hear september until the end of december <laughs> yeah that's the joke sorry, made. <laughs> sorry. Uh, <laughs> but, but it's true sorry just wanted to let everyone know like if september's the one song you haven't gotten joke's on you you're not gonna be able to do it until the end of december i kind of feel like they should only play that song in september and that's the only song you get 
Well, but and and, and, well, and they they definitely missed the boat. I mean, what is it? Uh, they referenced the twenty first day of September in the song. They they didn't play that song no, on repeat on the twenty first. Like Disney, what you do? Like yeah, like, they could at least do it's that. Right there, come on. They could at least do that. Uh-huh. You know, I I mean, I know it would take a lot of work because you know of the technology required to create the projections you are viewing as you ride through Cosmic Rewind, but it. It's a little bit surprising to me that they don't have like a little bit of an alternate sort of a story that they can go to for like the holiday season. Just a little bit of a twist on it. Um, but I was thinking if they could just project like a Christmassy scene, like maybe you're following Santa around as he delivers his presents or something and they play a holiday that would be tune. Cool. That, that would, would be, be cool. that'd be a fun way to do the ride. Um, you know, but maybe maybe do it um after a certain time because it's it's almost like the the theater in france where they were doing like the beauty and the beast sing along until like two o'clock and then after that they would do impressions de france um do something like that so people know what they're getting so like if you really wanted the guardians experience you could do that but then like say between you know three and and five or or something like that we're gonna do this totally weird go fly with santa experience and it'll be fun and, I don't know, and and the cynical one in me, they could charge extra for it within. Of course, lanes. of well, course. Well, and 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 if and if they did bring it up to follow around Santa, it would work perfectly with the song they made and debuted yeah. in the Guardian. I mean, it's it. The name of the song is "I Don't Know What Christmas Is," but Christmas time is here, and no, it's not the one from Saturday Night Live with Jimmy Fallon and I was going to say, say I, I thought so too, but but, but it's not <laughs> that one, but. But part of that song is talking about how Santa is this magical man who can teleport. He's a master uh, lock pick, and like, like it's it's a phenomenal song. Go check it. Well, first of all, go check out the uh, the the Guardians holiday special. But but if you can't watch that, take three minutes out of your time and go listen to the uh, Guardians holiday song that uh, debuted because it is it is rocking and will be making an appearance probably a couple times on the Phil Show between now and. Uh, Christmas of this year. I have an alternate suggestion. Instead okay. of doing instead of doing this massive change and doing this flying around the, the globe with Santa, why not just CGI in some Santa hats and antlers on the characters in the ride? Just do that. A- and put lights on the guardian ship. There you go. Done. Seems simple enough. And then it's Christmassy and we're good. So that's my suggestion. You're welcome, Disney. Thank you. Uh, Jay, have you done the uh, the holiday remix of Guardians? No, I have not. Okay. I, I I don't know if I'll be able to. I'd like to, but I don't know if I'll be able to. Um, behind the scenes, my pass has expired, and I'm currently in the window where I can renew, and I haven't decided what I'm doing yet. Uh-oh. Yeah. So we'll see. It's up in the air. Ooh. Is this an offline discussion that we're about to embark on? It's online. I don't mind saying. Yeah, yeah, because because uh, uh, mm-hmm. hold on, I'm talking to the producer in my ear. He says he is not editing that out. So yeah, no, it's that's fine. I'm just saying, like right now, I'm making some tough choices. I, I almost didn't renew last year, and then I, I did at the last minute. So I'm if I do, I may be downgrading um, my pass. Do you want to blow up your spot and say when your window is going to close? My window will close December 13th. Oh, you got it. It's a decent window. It's 30 days. 
it's a decent window. Yeah. So, so you, you, you got a couple weeks to, to, to make that decision, but I mean, yeah. Ooh, what Stay a decision. Tuned. Yeah, yeah, because because <laughs> because I uh, I've talked about on on the pod when when whenever my window comes up, I always waffle. It's like, well, am I gonna? Well, no, I'm not. Yeah, I'm gonna. Well, maybe not. And then I always end up renewing because, as Steph first talked about, they're not currently offered unless you have one to renew. So, yeah. See, the thing that is making me a little more likely to possibly wait is that as a Florida resident, I can buy that base level pass. But the yeah, only you can. The only problem with the base pass is I can't go on any weekends. So that's something I would have to deal with in my mind. Like, does that make it worth it at all? But I don't know. We'll see. I'm thinking. I I also, okay. Those who know me, you know that like the whole thing with me is I want to get the top level pass. I want all the perks. I want all the access. And if I don't have that, I'm going to feel like I'm missing out. So this is the problem because I'm like, I should downgrade. I'm like, but I don't want to be. I don't want to be blocked out of the parks on Christmas week. That would be sad. Like, I know I don't usually go on the busiest days, but just the idea that I can't go would mess with me. So that's what I'm struggling with right now. I'd rather know I can't go at all. (laughs) (laughs) Just have that taken off the table for you. Yeah. Yeah. I'll spend my time with Shamu over at SeaWorld. Thank you very little. Well, um, um, let us know what what you end up deciding, but uh, but if you do decide to end up uh, renewing your annual pass, uh, just know if you decide to head over to the Magic Kingdom on January thirty first of next year, Magic Kingdom shuts down four thirty that day. Now, typically, Magic Kingdom runs uh, nine a.m. to ten p.m. other days that week, and typically, like I've said, but. 4.30 p.m., kind of a uh, odd closing, particularly if you and your family are down there on vacation. Uh, you want to make note of that. Now, typically, whenever there's an early closing like that, it's likely for a private event. But uh, Disney World does typically hold cast member milestone celebrations early in the year at Magic Kingdom. So it's possible that that early closure might be for the cast member milestones. And as we say on this podcast, we, we are pro cast members, so y'all have fun at the park that night. You deserve it and more. But uh, if you and your family are going to be down at the end of January, beginning of February, if you are going to the Magic Kingdom, go early in the day and then maybe park hop somewhere else in the evening time. Because that would be a bummer if you're like, say, a family of five from Colorado, uh, for example, and you're uh, down there for your once in a uh, couple year trip and uh, your day at the Magic Kingdom is cut short at 430 good tip but you know sometimes on days like that the park is very low crowd um when when it's going to be an early closing day like for the parties and stuff um those have been some of the the lower attended days um over like the halloween season i think that's been true for for christmas as well so if if you want to get in and get stuff done early at magic kingdom it may be a nice day to do it no that that is also a a good point to make i um so yeah maybe maybe remember that but uh Definitely make plans for later in the evening if you are going to be down on uh, resort on the uh, 31st of January of next year. But if you are at Magic Kingdom, say early in the afternoon uh, on the 31st and you do have, say, a reservation at Cinderella's Royal Table or be our guest restaurant and you want an adult beverage, a cocktail, if you will, there are now some... uh, options you have particularly uh, cinderella's royal table you can get a french 75 or a bloody mary over at be our guest you have a I believe that's a belvedere 
Sure, we'll uh, go with that. And then again, the French 75 and a Bloody Mary. Now, uh, French 75, uh, that is one of a uh, drink that my mom is a big fan of. And then uh, Bloody Mary, y'all know what that is. And then the Belvedere is a uh, whiskey-based drink uh, with uh, some vermouth and uh, cherries in it. So that sounds pretty tasty. I think if we say Bloody Mary two more times, we're going to summon Skipper Bob into the Zoom. Well, it's- oh. <laughs> that would be terrifying so now we, we need to be very careful at what we say and uh, by the way that french 75 that is a gin based drink uh the french 75 and the bloody mary we got one more 1450 and then the belvedere is 1650 again at cinderella's royal table and be our guest restaurant respectively uh you might remember magic kingdom introduced drinks with liquor in them uh back in september at skipper canteen liberty tree tavern and the diamond horseshoe and then a month later at tony's town square restaurant so um more liquor drink options are being made available in the magic kingdom but they are sit down restaurants you can't like you know walk up to a to a booth and get a churro and and a bloody Oh, caught myself. Ooh, close. Ooh, ooh, we were very close. But I'm. Uh, so now when you go to Magic Te- Kingdom, you can take a whiskey drink. You can take a lager drink. You take a vodka <laughs> drink. Oh, sorry. Uh, and, and, and a gin drink. Uh, gin. Uh, but it is still weird that um, you can't really just, just like get a beer. Uh, I mean, you can get a beer, but you kind of have to work around it in Magic Kingdom as opposed to Animal Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, and Epcot. I mean, Epcot is kind of built on, all right, walk around the world and drink. That's right. I'm wondering if that, as they continue to expand these offerings, if that's what we're building to. Like, I don't know that Magic Kingdom's ever going to have a bar. Um mm-hmm. It's not, you, you know, you're not going to get something like that, like the, like the Rosen Crown, although that would be sweet. Can you imagine adding oh something like a, like a nice pub over in Ooh, Liberty Square? That'd be legit. That'd Honestly, be... Gaston should be a pub. Oh, yeah. And just serve beer. Mm-hmm. Just, just And put it in like um, instead of giving out bottles, maybe 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 you uh, make people. I was trying to think of a way that they could sort of control it a little bit. Like maybe you have to drink it in in Gaston's or something, and so they give you glasses. You got to return them. I I don't I don't know, but like because I know they it's still Magic Kingdom. You don't want it to Gaston's is, being in being in Fantasyland. I think is your only ta- uh, challenge there uh, because that's the area mostly Most meant kid, for kids. Yeah, uh huh. And and you don't want a bunch of drunk idiots, you know, staggering around and you know ruining being in Gaston's fountain. Exactly. Not, yeah, yeah. Ruining know. ruining a uh, princess's magical day. I get that. And and I mean, it's it, it's like like I like beer as much as the next person, and I would willingly give it up to you know let a family have their magical time in the Magic Kingdom. So you know, if if if, if that's the one park where I can't you know get a beer, so be it. Yeah, but I just wonder, you know, we still we're still trying to figure out what's beyond Big Thunder Mountain. And and maybe maybe <laughs> it's there's a just beer a bar. Maybe it's there's a, a beer bar. stand over there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a total wine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a spirit Halloween for part of the year. Steffers, <laughs> <laughs> are you pro or anti alcohol in Magic Kingdom or do you give a crap? I don't care. Yeah, I, I will say I will I will say this though. It's nice to have the option 
because I feel like Magic Kingdom is like the place where like the lines are particular, like can be longer. So like you can sip on a drink while you're vibing or you can uh, sit in, in the hub and have a nice drink and just chill. I feel like there's more, I mean, not that Epcot's not a bad place to do it, but I'm just saying like, I feel like there's, you know, a decent, a decent uh, crowd for that kind of thing. Um, I will say that I, I don't, don't drink too much um so it doesn't hurt me either way i also don't like beer so i also i'm not i'm not on the on the on the beer train so mm. and i you will get on get on the yeah. beer train yeah ton, uh the uh the silver bullet as a matter of fact uh yeah. it, it'll come just busting through your house as uh <laughs> as, as we've established on a previous podcast me and jay did um uh though crowd wise like magic kingdom is the one place that makes me want to drink the most just because <laughs> the last few times i've been to magic kingdom's like there are so many people here like yeah. like like there are way too many people here i am like like i I, there are uncomfortably way too many people here. But the first time I went back to Magic Kingdom, like in forever, I asked a cast member, was like, hey, where can I get a beer here? It's like, oh, sir, we don't we don't sell beer here in the Magic Kingdom. And I'm like, I thought this was the most magical place on earth. <laughs> Hand to God. Um, so I know like one of the concerns, probably the biggest concern is you don't want drunk idiots ruining a family's experience in Magic Kingdom, 1, right? 1,000%. Yeah. That's the biggest concern. And I totally get that. And that's valid. However, I would argue that it's relatively under control at places like Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom. I, I don't typically see people just acting the fool. I do see people acting the fool, but it's it's not like so disruptive. You know, I will say World Showcase can get rowdy. Mm-hmm. and does get rowdy but i don't see that as much in the other parks people because people is. people don't go there just to drink i think is the big difference people go yeah, to epcot just to drink just to drink yeah yeah i mean there's the whole you know eat and drink around the world i mean yeah. there's there's merchandise you know drinking world tour or whatever exactly i mean disney yeah. doesn't sell that obviously but there's merchandise out there for that and right. i mean that's that's what like I had I had coworkers go down uh, down for I believe it was St Jude's uh, telethon a couple years ago, and they they did a live broadcast from Epcot, and they came back because they know I'm the Disney guy, and you know what they talked about? What they did immediately after they got off the air in Epcot? You know what they did? They drank around the world. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So so I think I think that could apply in Magic Kingdom. Are there going to be people who? abuse it and and do make asses of themselves yeah probably that will happen but guess what people sneak alcohol into the parks i don't know if y'all know that but it happens and also people can show up drunk and that happens too um so i i mean and i'm not i don't want it to turn into epcot i don't and it's a totally different experience i get it i just feel like like stepper said it would be nice to have the option mm-hmm. i i would love it if i could get a beer and know that oh right now the line for pirates is 45 minutes let me go get a beer because it'd be nice to have a little something to sip on while i wait it's another revenue stream i don't want to pay for genie plus i will pay for beer amen to that yeah sign me up yeah i'll even really buy the could. beer that steffers won't i yeah i don't i just don't like the taste guys i don't i'm sorry but but i will I, i'm gonna add one thing just don't sell white claws because you know there are no laws with the claws that's true i mean it rhymes so so it must be true but i i do know that walt was very 
anti-alcohol in his parks. And I don't want to be one of those guys. Well, you know, Walt said this, so it must be that. But I kind of feel like, like that might be one of those. I mean, we're slowly seeing the no alcohol in Magic Kingdom be walked back. But because Magic Kingdom was one of the last parks that Walt really had his fingerprints on, and to a lesser extent, Epcot. But I mean, mm -hmm. like Epcot was more of an idea from Walt, where Magic Kingdom, like you could still see his fingerprints on. Maybe, maybe like like this is the closest we're going to get to having alcohol in the parks is these sit down restaurants where you can go in and have a cocktail as opposed to walking up to a to a kiosk or whatever and getting getting a Bud Light or a Coors or something like that. Yeah, could be. I'm honestly, I'm going to be this person, but respectfully, there are plenty of things happening at Disney that aren't what Walt would want. So I don't percent. think we can <laughs> use that as like a. Hey, let's not put alcohol because that's not what Walt would want. I think we're past that point, but also I do. I think the worry is that people will just get drunk and be rowdy. And I, but I, I want to give people the benefit of the doubt because I do think there is very much like a, hey, you typically go to Epcot for that kind of time. And it would be more of like a, just you're on vacation. Let me chill if you yeah. mm -hmm. put drinks in Magic Kingdom. So I think it, I mean, if my if my kid is becoming a princess and I'm waiting, you know, while she's getting all done up, I can have a drink or something. I think I think it's not a terrible idea. It just occurred to me that Oga's Cantina is in Disneyland. Yeah, it is. I didn't even think about that. Mm -hmm. So that's Walt's Park. It was, and that was that was a big big bone of contention for and and I don't disagree with what Steffer says it's like we're like like I agree with her I think we're past the point of saying well Walt wouldn't like this so yeah. we shouldn't do that I think I think that train has has long since left the station and unfortunately it's not the train in in the Magic Kingdom because that thing's it's still not the, it's also not the Coors Light train it is neither of those trains but <laughs> but but those people those people the people that that said Walt didn't want alcohol in the parks, therefore Oga's Cantina shouldn't be in Disneyland. That they they planted their flag in the ground hard on that one. Granted, that was a fight they ended up losing, but still they raised a mighty stink over that. Yeah, they did. It was a I mighty do, stink. I do agree with whichever one of you said something to the effect of uh I'll pay for the alcohol versus Genie Plus. It was both of us. We both mm -hmm. agreed. Yeah, I think yeah. That's a more like that's a more digestible way to spend your money. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> <laughs> didn't even mean to Yay! do that. <laughs> but, God. Yeah. Anyway, I think that that's just a better. It's a more way refreshing to way to spend your money. I'm done with this conversation, <laughs> but I. Um, it's fine. We're fine. It's fine. I don't know, people. This, we're we're growing, we're we're growing as people. And baby, it's been showing. From your head down to your... Okay, go ahead. Okay, now Justin's well, singing. You wow, he's that? stealing your gimmick, Steffers. Did we talk about the light show on our uh, baby oh, Epcot and, ball? Oh, on... Uh, yeah, heading back to uh, Epcot. Speaking of uh, Epcot. Yeah, um, uh, where people go to get drunk and climb the uh, Mexican pavilion. Don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Don't, 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 don't do that. We do not advocate that. Okay, Jay advocates that, but me and Steffers, we don't. Um, uh, they debuted a new light show on my girl, the Epcot Ball, a.k.a. Spaceship Earth. Has a very Guardians of the Galaxy vibe on one of the designs, but uh, part of this year's uh, brand new light show that debuted uh, 
Imagineers say that the light display will invoke some sights of winter, including snowflakes, northern lights, and warm candles. The uh, blog Mickey picture definitely gives off a warm candle vibe. And uh, mm, man, that picture just looks so nice. Screams Christmas to me. So um, yeah, very cool. I will not be fortunate enough to head down to Walt Disney World during the uh, holiday season this year. Uh, so I look forward to seeing all sorts of posts on social media. So uh, look forward to that and uh, particularly seeing my girl dressed up for Christmas and all the Christmas trees around the parks and the resorts. The resorts are a phenomenal way to take in some Christmas Christmas atmosphere at Walt Disney World. And it's free too. I, so. I think it's, do that. I think it's pronounced Quis Moise. Is it now? Yeah. I'll okay. be home for Quis Moise. All right. No, I, I agree with you. I think that I think enjoying taking in the resorts, you got to do it at Christmas time. It's it, like the, the resorts never look better. Go to Grand Floridian, see the giant gingerbread, and then eat the giant gingerbread. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. do the first, but not the second. Why? Eat it. Just well, eat I it. will say that we're going to the, we're going to, okay, also when we're recording this, I will be, I'll be there. Yeah. Next week, like in a week, like Ooh. I'll be there. Um, But uh angie came up with a grand plan and i'm sure other people do this but i didn't think of it but we're we get free cookies during the party so i'm bringing ziplocs to put the cookies in to take no, it for later yeah that's so, smart. they are sealed usually the cookies that's even better yeah they're sealed so then because i mean who's going to be grabbing at some open air cookies at magic kingdom you want to get covid that's how you get covid <laughs> Well, let's be honest, you're going to get COVID whether you're eating a sealed cookie or you're breathing in some air. Yep. So. Welcome to DeSantis land. <laughs> um, it's true. But uh, don't. that's not the Christmas present you want to bring back from the very Merry Christmas party. No. Um, so, but yeah, that's, I mean, definitely. And I think take take the Ziplocs, you might as well just to be safe. Uh, but I do think usually they, they're sealed. So I think you'll be good. And oh, there are some places that give out like the little little, little Debbie Christmas tree cakes if you like those. Ooh. Oh, I'm getting ev- I'm I'm eating everything. I'm having everything. I went through the foodie guide and I have like a list of things that I'm actually going to pay for to have. But Angie doesn't want to have. There's like a ginormous Sunday, and she doesn't want to split it with me. So I think it it's disrespectful. But but it comes in like a little. It's like a Nightmare Before Christmas tub, and you get to keep the tub. And I was she was like, you're not going to eat that. I was like. If you help me, I will gladly eat it. And she said no. So now I have to purchase something else. It's fine. But uh, if anyone is going to be shame. at the party next week, uh, holler at me. We can split a Sunday. Well, uh, Steph, speaking of Ziplocs, I don't know if it will be able to hold uh, the cookies that you're going to be hoarding from the very Merry Christmas party. But uh, they're giving out um, uh, Jungle Cruise themed Ziploc uh, bags. The uh, Safari Sack is now available at the Jungle Cruise in Magic Kingdom. It's similar to the uh, Have a Zippity Doodah Day Ziploc bag that oh. was being given yeah, out. Yeah, from Splash Mountain. Yeah, from yeah. Splash they Mountain. I used to do that all the yeah. time. Yeah, it definitely won't, but like I'll take it as a souvenir anyway. Yeah. I'm a hoarder, y'all. I oh, just, I keep that stuff too. <laughs> uh-huh. just, yes. No I've got, I've got Splash Mountain Ziplocs around here somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. As a uh, as a collector of uh, of notable plastic, I too am a hoarder. Yes. Oh <laughs> man, that's fine. <laughs> so, uh, Steffers, you're going to be at the party next week. So, uh, so you're going to be taking a couple weeks off from uh, Does Does Disney. But uh, oh yeah, unfortunately, yeah. a couple weeks because then I have to work and yeah, 
Yeah. Sorry. So, uh, yeah, it, it's it, it's fine. Uh, we'll talk to the listeners before Christmas, right? Yes. Okay. All right. Cool. Maybe. Hold on. Don't <laughs> quote me, y'all. I mean, it's in a podcast. That's literally what 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 I'm would be doing. I won't. You might. I won't. So 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 this is it for you before Christmas, and possibly uh, no, possibly no. the year. Oh yeah, that's oh. awkward. Because next week next week I got a pre trip trip stuff. The following week it will be a trip. The next week will be a trip, and then the following week is Christmas. Wow. How is Christmas that soon? Here before you know it. Oh my lord! Yeah, y'all I mean, better be getting me Christmas gifts. I'm just putting it out there, like, like, like we're we're within a month. Twenty eight shopping days, days, days to Christmas, as people are hearing this. What he said? Yeah. Oh no. So oh, wow. Um. Uh. I was just gonna say, do some plugs for where people can find you, but uh, but uh, Steffers, uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. This is tragic. <laughs> and to all a because... good night. Wow. Goodbye. Oh my God! Um, uh, yeah, Steffers. Uh, I hope you and uh, Jackson and uh, Gimli have a have an awesome Christmas and a happy New Year. But uh, where can people find your podcast uh, in the meantime if they want to uh, get their fill of you? Since uh, you're abandoning me during the holiday season, it's not abandonment. It's <laughs> called having a life, Landon. Um, you can find the Adventures with Stuffers podcast on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. You can tweet at me, which I don't know if I'll really see, but you can do it anyway at It's Stuffers. Um, you can catch me on TikTok or Instagram at Adventures with Stuffers. And um, mm, I think that's it. I think I've really narrowed down my plugs since life. Did I bully you into that, Stuffers? Uh, no. <laughs> No. Okay. No, but no, just I also... me. You just bullied me and my plus. <laughs> no, I bullied both of you about your plus. Yeah, no, because, yeah, I think, oh, my YouTube is Adventures with Stuffers, too, I guess, but you could just search Adventures with Stuffers and it'll pop up. But, yeah. Now, now, when you say Adventures with Stuffers, two, like you have to put the number two in, you or it's Adventures with Stuffers, comma, two. No, no, I don't know. Punctuation, grammar. This is an audio podcast, not a written podcast. So just whatever. When I said comma two, I mean T O O. Yeah, like you're T -O -O. saying also as my well. YouTube Correct. Is, mm -hmm. Okay. Now that you've confused the listeners. Hell, I confused myself. <laughs> well, uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. I hope Santa Claus brings you and uh, Jackson and Gimli everything y'all want. And uh, I love you, buddy. Take care, okay? I, we're literally going to text like I know, every step, other step, day. It's, you're just, it's, you're it's putting for up the show. <laughs> Come on. I have to tell you this every damn way. Uh, yeah. Well, no, hold on. Happy Hanukkah and Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to all of our friends because I will not talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I won't. Like some of them I will, but like most of them I won't. <sighs> This is the most contentious uh, holiday wishes I've ever heard. <laughs> it's I'll like through gritted teeth. Uh -huh. Have a Merry good Christmas. Christmas I'm not talking animals. to you. Yeah. <laughs> it's great, though. I love it. Uh, it's so on brand for Steffers and what we do. It does, does Disney. Um, uh, Jay, thanks for joining us on this uh, special episode um uh as you've heard i may uh have some room up here on the isolation station of love so if uh you want to you're you're more than welcome to come and 
record with me over the next couple weeks, but we can talk about that offline. But in the meantime, um, uh, where can the lovely listeners find you and your fantastic podcast? Well, my fantastic podcast has been paused for a couple of weeks, but hopefully we'll be back this week. I'm, I'm going to be doing a couple of different things formatting wise, but more to come on that. In the meantime, you can catch every episode that has been released on all of your podcatchers. The name of the show is the Passholder Lounge Podcast. Google it. You'll find it everywhere. Also, at, on Twitter, at the PHL Pod. It's the Passholder Lounge Podcast on Instagram. And I'm all over the place. I'm everywhere. Everywhere. You, you can't avoid me. So stop trying. Just come in the Passholder Lounge and enjoy a drink and some fine entertainment. They got That's- snacks, too. We got snacks, snack packs. I went to a uh, I went to a brewery a couple weeks ago, and they have a uh, not just for kids menu, and you can get an uncrustable and goldfish crackers. <laughs> <laughs> That's my type of snacks. <laughs> so I'm just saying that I think you know if you if you're looking for that, we got them in the Passholder Lounge. Come get your uncrustable. Well, uh, looking forward to uh, your pod restarting because that is always a. Fun listen on Friday morning and the perfect way to uh, end the work week where this is kind of the perfect way to start your work week. We got Absolutely. you covered. Bookends. And then and then we got Steffers coming in to, to, to give you that midweek lift too. Steffers is the book between the bookends, which is perfect because she's the only one of us who reads. That is true. I Correction. Do. I am the only one of us that can read. So, yeah. Um. Okay. Very, That's very it. important. Well, thank you all again for uh, for uh, joining us on uh, this special episode. Thanks to Jay uh, for coming in. Thanks to Steffers. Jay, if I don't talk to you on a podcast between now and Christmas, uh, very Merry Christmas, Happy New Year's, but hopefully we can do this again between now and then. Take the hint. I hear you. Loud and clear, buddy. But, th- but same to you and your family and, and all the listeners out there. Happy. <laughs> wow. Happy holidays. Um, I don't know what country I'm from, but no matter what country I'm from, happy holidays. Yeah. Well, I'll be back regardless of whoever's like coming with me. I might have to mic up Zoe next week, but uh, but I'll be here bright and early, 5 a.m. Monday morning to bring you the latest happenings coming out of the House of the Mouse in Orlando, Florida. But in the meantime, thank a cast member and thank a team member, Disney and Universal. What y'all have going on? We love coming down to your parks. Some of us even tolerate spending all of our money down in your parks. But without the cast members, without the team members, what you have going on doesn't happen. So treat them and pay them like the rock stars that they are. But thank a cast member and thank a team member. Be decent to each other. You don't know what everybody else has going on in their life. You don't know what everybody else is going on in their life. You don't know how far a kind word or a kind gesture will go. Cost you nothing to be nice. So be nice. And be nice to yourself. Be decent to yourself. Take care of yourself, not just physically, but mentally too. Mental health is just as important as your physical health. And take care of each other. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it again. This, this, this is a very, can be a very rough time for some people. So I want to iterate that again. Be taking care of each other. And uh, breathe. Have a little bit of fun. If you do both of those things, that would mean the world to me. So for Steffers, so for Justin Monorail, my name is Landon Doan. We thank y'all so much for coming on each and every week right here on Doz Does Disney because you've been great and we've been Doz Does Disney.
tuned for the secret sound, you Jedi scum. Like, I'm, I'm sure she'd help you out with that. Yeah, but but that requires, you know, effort and, and, and me, me doing stuff. And, and, and y'all know I'm, I'm not that great at doing stuff. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm drinking coffee. Justin's drinking. I don't even know. And Landon's water. drinking a Heineken. So we're all, we're all over the board here. <laughs> Abracadabo. And then you hit the Dabo. Oh, my God. Why is he not a magician? Because that would have been perfect. <laughs> Abracadabo. Whoa. Abracadabo. Steffers is a panda. Mm-hmm. Dang you, Dabo. You made Dab, my friend a Dab. panda. Oh, no. There doesn't. This one doesn't have arms. Oh, you were trying to get it to Dabo. <laughs> You're trying to hit the Dabo. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, there's no Dabos. Part of the Thanksgiving celebration with my girlfriend's parents was me teaching them how to gritty. <laughs> Lord in heaven. Please tell me there's video. No. Oh. Too bad, because that would have instantly been my only TikTok in the last 12 months or so. I would have put it up. That That is what I wanted uh, you to get me for Christmas. Always and forever keep it tight. That, that's, I mean, you got to. Mm-hmm. That's, you, that's, yeah. uh, that's life advice right there. Yep. I'm just handing it out today. First, moderation is the key to life. And then keep it tight. I'm like a wise, saged old man. Saged. <laughs> I'm seasoned. <laughs> I've been I've been putting herbs and spices on myself. You're getting ready to jump in one of those like carrot soups with Bugs Bunny. Mm-hmm. Yep. After we're done recording, I'm going to throw myself in a crock pot, and then in six to eight hours, I will be delicious. Mm. Tasty. I always feel like when people use bath bombs, it is sort of like making your own people soup. Yeah, for this podcast, we're going to do a, a bunch of uh, video exclusive uh, references <laughs> just to throw everybody off. Be like, man, Jay, th- that was a funny hand gesture you just did. Don't you think so? <laughs> Steffers, Steffers, put that down. Put it down, Steffers. Put the gun away. And for this segment, we're going to do it in sign language. <laughs> Shout out to all my A. Wait, no. ASL was age sex language in, in chat rooms. <laughs> <laughs> and if and for anybody wondering uh 37 uh in a relationship tennessee so that was age sex location <laughs> not relationship status <laughs> i was gonna say wait a minute that doesn't feel right <laughs> and also i thought you were doing <laughs> also i thought you were single from last week's shows so. yeah that is true Ac- according to last week's uh, uh uh secret sound i am single and i was right that did get me a phone call so oh yeah it got Whoops. me three text messages corresponding with one another <laughs> The ceremonial changing of the bobs. I mean, I mean, it, it really is. It, it's hilarious. You switch out one bob for another. It's it's just. Uh, one's a dilf and one is not. Wow! Okie dokie, steppers. What you're? I like where this the, is going. Pull the audience, dude. Like, feel out the room. I'm telling you. Yeah, which Popular bob do you want? The one with Maybe the cozy. Don't. The one with the cozy cardigan. <laughs> and yeah, hair. Yeah, do you want to do you want to fuck the one that looks like he's uh, cosplaying as Jeff Bridges from Iron Man? <laughs> <laughs> or the one that looks like your papa? <laughs> Vote now. <laughs> I'll be a penguin getting lit. 
Magic Kingdom. Yeah, we we need to lock in the hotel uh, at the Aventura. Well, so. oh, Ace sake. Ace Aventura. <laughs> yes, where where I can talk out of my butt. <laughs> okay, can we reconvene at, at the rooftop bar? Yep, where uh, I'll I'll talk out of my uh, my butt to the uh, robot <laughs> butler they have. <laughs> Hello there, do you have any banaka? <laughs> oh my gosh please send up the robot butler with binaka and and then you (laughs) thank you very much helpy helperton yeah yeah yeah, because because uh uh, hold on i'm talking to the producer in my ear he says he is not editing that out i don't want to pay for genie plus i will pay for beer this conversation is just You know, there's there's a lot of stuff I can do well. Heck, there's even a couple things I can do very well. But when it comes to graphic design, that is one thing I cannot do at all. Thankfully, I have a friend in Matt and love of the mouse multimedia. You know and love their work. The sleek and soon-to-be-beloved logo for this very podcast, Does Does Disney, that was them. The classic morning monorail logo and all its variants, that was love of the mouse too. And not only does Love of the Mouse have an incredible talent for graphic design, they're easy to work with and collaborate. They listen to your ideas and suggestions, then they bring them to life. So if you're looking to start your own blog, podcast, YouTube channel, Etsy shop, whatever creative outlet that you're thinking of, Love of the Mouse can help your brand to stand out in the crowd. Connect with Matt on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram by searching Love of the Mouse Multimedia or at L-O-T-M Multimedia or visit loveofthemousepodcast.com or email loveofthemousepodcast at gmail.com to contact him about your design needs. We're talking logos, social media promos, advertisements, websites, and so much more. And if you're uh, looking for some more awesome Disney content, make sure and subscribe to his show, Love of the Mouse Podcast, on your favorite streaming applications. And tell him the Dawes sent you. I, I, I don't know if that'll get you anything up. I just always wanted to say that.